What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Podcast Network, on Instagram, on TikTok, consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. Once again, it is list season. For the remainder of the year, I'm going to be listing off my favorite projects and a few genres. Ending the year with my holistic 2022 top 10 albums of the year. Today, we're going to be doing the top five rock and alternative albums of the year. This includes all sub genres of rock as well. We had a really great year with a bunch of fantastic albums. I really had to dwindle this list down. Starting off with my honorable mentions list. And these mentions are super significant because I actually really struggled with my number five here. And these projects just barely missed a cut. It was a struggle to even break it down to three honorable mentions. First, we got Soccer Mommy's Sometimes Forever. I love the sonic variety. Everything from indie rock to industrial, post-punk, something a little bit more gothic rock. I also found the songwriting to be really intimate with the strong use of imagery and metaphors and even vocal tone to convey her emotions. Like I said in the review, I would love to see Soccer Mommy dive deeper into the more experimental aspects of this project, but still, I love the end result. Next, we have Big Thief's New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You incredible band not only came with a fantastic indie folk rock album but also touched on a variety of genres like alt rock some ballads some country rock a lot of the genius actually comes from the lead songwriter and vocalist adrian lenker just an insane amount of quotables it's hard to keep count to be honest and then lastly to round out my honorable mention soul glows diaspora problems this one grew off of me a little bit simply because i've just been returning to other albums more than this one Still though, I love this album, politically charged punk rock project that touches on a bunch of hot topics, including commentary on American government, capitalism, and the black and POC experience in America. It's thought-provoking, it's humorous, it's creative. I still think very highly of it and actually would have been my number five, but there's one album in particular that just shot up for me. And to get right to it, number five, Wet Leg's self-titled debut album, Wet Leg. This one shot up as of late. I'm a sucker for witty and clever songwriting, especially with this playful and fun twist that Wet Leg brings on here. We got some incredibly catchy choruses and some fun instrumental variety. The sounds range from indie rock, pop, garage rock, surfer rock, psychedelic, you name it. And Wet Leg just has a knack of letting their playful personalities shine through, especially on the addicting cuts on here like Shays Long and Oh No. This is a highly successful debut album from the band, and I'm really excited to see how their sound actually grows from here. Number four, we have Gene Dawson's Chaos Now. Gene's unique blend of genres just really appeals to me. I love the varying vocal approaches as Gene focuses on familiar themes like mental health, drug usage, facing his demons, his relationship with death, and a lot more. We get more of an acoustic style versus his last project, Pixel Bath, helping convey many of the emotional tones that Gene is trying to reach for in here while he digs into his typical bag of sounds like punk rock, alt rock, hip-hop and experimental pop all of them weaving in and out and surfacing on intense and climactic moments throughout the track list gene continuing to find fun and unique ways to express himself through this creative blend of sounds and although i found pixel bath to be more of a complete record i think the vast majority of this album does come with a similar level of quality and there are some really great peaks on here at number three the beth's expert in a dying field and look i know their take on indie rock and pop isn't necessarily groundbreaking but elizabeth stokes songwriting is just absolutely out of this world ridiculously catchy hooks and lovely harmonies it's tough not to love this group some of the best writing i've heard all year varying topics that are expressed and executed very well she touches on relationships and love but also topics of anxiety and depression the writing features can't miss imagery personification metaphors from front to back we hear addicting choruses that just get stuck in your head all day although i do wish there was more sonic variety there is something to be said about the consistency in the instrumental there's never a lull in the quality of the band and this album just has something for everybody, an incredibly easy listen. 
Catchy enough to gravitate towards, but also incredible songwriting that you can deep dive into. At number two, we get Black Midi's Hellfire. Insane project. As the title implies, there are recurring themes of hell, sin, and evil on this album. All of that is expressed through a collection of theatrical stories, told over an amazing array of instrumentals that range from absolute insanity to subtle moments of bliss. Musically, you'll find this project to be an effortless mix of experimental rock, jazz, math rock, and a sprinkle of even musical theatrics. The songwriting is intricate, hyperbolic, satirical, and incredibly detailed, featuring murderous attacks, the growing insanity of a discharged military private, and the imminent death of the man whose final words fall on deaf ears, full of moments that simultaneously impress you with Black Midi's instrumental, vocal, and lyrical complexity while also having you question how evil and delusional humans actually are. Strong contender for album of the year, but I gotta say, number one was a fairly easy decision for me. Black Country, New Roads, Ants from Up There. A surprise to probably no one, I still listen to this album at least once a week. It has never left rotation. And I recently rated it again and gave it a perfect 10 out of 10 because it's a fucking masterpiece. The beautiful arrangements and the instrumentation, the incredibly thoughtful songwriting and catchy moments, this thing has it all. Each song feels like a standalone piece of art with its own moments of builds and climaxes. Not only that, but those individual pieces contribute to the track list so well it flows seamlessly. Isaac Wood's vocals has like this Smith's Morrissey energy to it, over dramatic in just the right way. Songwriting is witty, the imagery is fantastic, and he's just so fucking creative. His heart and soul is left out there on every single track, mainly centered around stories of heartbreak, and the instrumentals match that energy perfectly as you're drawn into every word and every note. And there just hasn't been an album this year that has touched this one for me. And don't be surprised to see this one pop up again on my top 10 albums list in general. Please go listen to it if you haven't already. And if you want to hear more about my thoughts on these albums and more, check out my full-length reviews on the podcast or some of my one-minute reviews on social media. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be doing the top hip-hop albums of the year, and that's something you don't want to miss. Until then, I will catch you all later.